Good morning, Orlando. We're glad you're with us here on a very busy early Thursday morning. Here at 6 o'clock, we bring you our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning no death penalty for Markeith Lloyd, and President Trump's new travel ban is blocked. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. We're all over both those stories, which to me explain why liberalism will be the death of this country. Let's talk next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Thursday morning at 6.01 on News Radio 1025. Accused cop killer Mark Heath Lloyd is avoiding the death penalty. The office of State Attorney Aramis Ayala made the announcement last night that Lloyd will not die for the December killing of his pregnant ex-girlfriend Sade Dixon and the January killing of Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. He's charged with first-degree murder in both cases. The judge in the case pleaded not guilty for Lloyd earlier this month after he declined to enter a plea. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As expected, Orlando's police chief is unhappy with the decision not to seek the death penalty against Markeith Lloyd. Police Chief John Mina said in a statement last night that he was, quote, extremely upset that State Attorney Aramis Ayala will, quote, not be seeking the death penalty for triple murderer Markeith Lloyd, end quote. Mina counts Lloyd's unborn child. He continued, quote, the heinous crimes that he committed in our community are the very reason we have the death penalty as an option under the law, end quote. Now, we will hear from Chief Mina and what he said last night, but we have just we have just booked him from the Middle East, where he's at a police function in Dubai. He will be live with us on Good Morning Orlando at 710 this morning. And Orlando Police Chief John Mina is as angry about this as I've ever seen him on anything. Yeah, and so is uh, former Chief Judge Belvin Perry, who is like, you know, this is this is why we have the death penalty as an option, because of crimes such as these. And we'll be hearing from the retired Chief Judge. Belvin Perry in a moment. All right. Well, President Trump's new travel ban is blocked by a federal judge in Hawaii just hours before it was set to take effect. Hawaii's Attorney General Doug Chin said the state argued that the new ban was just a masked version of the first one that prohibited travel from six mostly Muslim countries. Federal Judge Derek Watson ruled that the new ban discriminates against people because of their religion. Hawaiian Governor David Ige said the state will not tolerate discrimination based on religion. In the meantime, the president's fiscal 2018 budget request will be formally delivered to Congress today. Trump's proposed federal budget will ask for deep spending cuts in federal programs and more spending on defense and security. Trump is proposing a 28 percent spending cut in State Department programs and a 30 percent cut for the Environmental Protection Agency. The Pentagon, however, would get a $50 billion raise and the Department of Homeland Security would get a 7 percent raise. In other local news, it took two days of waiting for the weather to clear, but a communications satellite is on its way to orbit after a successful launch by SpaceX. The private spaceflight company's Falcon 9 rocket lifted off from Cape Canaveral early today. Three, two, one, zero. Heavy winds on Tuesday postponed the launch. The satellite, which is owned by Colorado-based Echo Star, will provide direct-to-home broadcast TV services to Brazil. The NCAA basketball tournament begins today with 16 games around the country. The Gators and Seminoles will open play in the NCAA tournament today here in Orlando. Fourth-seeded Florida clashes with 13th-seeded East Tennessee State. In East Region action in Orlando, third-seeded Florida State faces 14th-seeded Florida Gulf Coast in West Region play tonight. 
also in Orlando, and the Arnold Palmer Invitational tees off today at Bay Hill. The first groups get started at 7.35 this morning. Defending champion Jason Day tees off at 8.23. He's grouped with Bubba Watson and Martin Keimer. And finally, on the eve of St. Patrick's Day, Ireland's Prime Minister will be making his traditional visit to the White House. Enda Kenny, the Taoiseach of Ireland, has signaled he will use today's meeting to talk about Brexit and President Donald Trump's immigration policies. During the campaign, Kenny called Trump's language, quote, dangerous. WFLA News Time 605. Read about a peaceful snooze on a plane, then an explosion. A woman's uh, earbuds decided to explode as she was listening to some music on a on a flight. Whoa! Side of her face is all scorched oh, and everything. Oh, my goodness, Jim. Yeah. I wanted to explain what it was. You never want to tease about a, a peaceful snooze on a plane and then an explosion without some kind of follow-up. Oh, great point. But you can read that story and maybe what caused those uh, headphones to explode at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. We're going to be all over two huge stories. Deb's laid them out right now. The second Trump travel ban out of the Middle East um, in the interest of national security and protecting us from radical Islamic terrorists getting in the population of refugees coming into this country, shot down by another judge in the most liberal court in America. And there's a common thread of the ravages of liberalism that runs all the way through to this outrage that the brand new local state attorney will not pursue the death penalty over triple murderer and cop killer Mar Keith Lloyd. I've got lots you need to hear on this and lots I need to say to you. And I want to hear from you on both big stories, which will be threaded through all three hours of this morning's edition of Good Morning Orlando. If you want to talk about either one, 407-916-5400 is the number. The text line is 23680. Yaffe and I have been working hard on this. Orlando Police Chief John Mina is not only a friend of this great community, the top law enforcement officer in Orlando. He's a friend of this program. We've had him on here. He knows he gets fair treatment. He knows we back law enforcement to the hilt whenever it is possible to do so, and almost always it is, and we do so proudly. He is in the Middle East, in Dubai, at a police-related symposium, but he is going to be on the phone on the 50,000-watt front porch with me in one hour at 7.10 this morning. But we're going to get into, first of all, this outrageous decision by the new state attorney, Aramis Ayala. And boy, there are some things you need to know about this chick, and that is coming up. And then we're getting into the second travel ban. And the common thread, yes, will be established here on the 50,000-watt front porch. In both cases, you are looking at the ravages and the dangers of liberalism running wild in America. And I am incensed, and you need to be as well, patriots. Wherever you are in the political spectrum, I would suggest you should be outraged times two this morning. Let's dive in. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I ask you, citizens, patriots, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives, the unaffiliated, if the death penalty, which we have 
on the statutes, on the books in Florida, is not for the likes of Markeith Lloyd. Who is it for? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. The new state attorney, Aramis Ayala, more on her in a moment. And if you haven't connected in who she is and what she's all about, well, you'll have a better understanding of what just happened when I connect you in that regard here in just a moment. Supposed to hold a news conference later on today uh, to defend the indefensible, this outrageous decision that essentially leaves Central Florida without a death penalty. Because who would who would they try to execute if they wouldn't try to execute Markeith Lloyd? I'm not the only one who was out of my mind with this when I first got word of it overnight. Listen to retired Chief Judge Belvin Perry. It's mind-boggling. It defies logic. It defies all legal reasoning why she would not seek the death penalty. But not only if, if is Marquise Lord getting a free pass, it begs the question, who else will she give a free pass to? Everybody. Everybody. That's now very, very clear. Retired Chief Judge Perry. Now listen to Chief John Mina speaking last night. He's he's low-key, always is, but he is quietly seething, no question about it. And by the way, he will join me live to talk about this outrageous decision by the new state attorney here in Central Florida not to pursue the death penalty against cop killer Markeith Lloyd. The chief live from the Middle East right here at 710 this morning. But here he is last night. To say that um, upset would be an understatement. Um, I'm extremely upset and very disappointed with this decision. Marky Foy is, is the reason, and it, the the way he committed his crimes, that's the reason we have the, the death penalty in the first place, um, just the heinous act. And, you know, I, I saw that video of, of him executing Endeavor, and she was given no chance at life, so neither should he. There you go. Now that is Chief Mina, and that's last night. But he will, um, we'll have fresh commentary from him. He will join us live on the fifty thousand watt front porch this morning from the Middle East, where he's at a police-related symposium, and that will be at seven ten. Um, Yaffe um, was able to sew that up for us this morning at my request. Very, very clear, uh, Mike, that the uh, that the chief wants to talk from all the way across the Atlantic. Uh, I mean, he responded right away, so yeah. I think mm-hmm. there's no doubt he wants to talk about this. Yep. Interesting um, release on Twitter from the uh, police union, the Fraternal Order of Police, Orlando Lodge, number 25, written by uh, Sean Dunlop, their president, among other things, expressing outrage here about what an epic injustice this is, um, saying that um, I believe we are quickly seeing the results of the more than $800,000 that anti-death penalty progressive liberal George Soros spent to assure the candidate who aligns with his philosophy won that race for state attorney, that there is no shortage of reports of how Soros has manipulated political races like this around the country, that I can only hope that the community will get involved and contact the state attorney and let her know that her position is not in line with the will of the people. We need to get contact information for state attorney Aramis Ayala so folks can contact her and let them know what they think, Mike. Let's get that um, ready to go here on the air and um, and uh, on our uh, website as well, okay? But I can tell you this, Aramis Ayala is um, the new state attorney here. She beat Jeff Ashton of Casey Anthony Case Infamy and, no question about it, was funded to the hilt by the left-wing political action committee backed by uber-liberal anti-death penalty and, frankly, anti-American 
George Soros, put nearly a million dollars into this campaign and took out Jeff Ashton, who was a flawed candidate, but he lost by 13 points. And and I think you can you can credit Soros and company with putting Aramis Ayala over the top. She is the first African-American state attorney in the history of Florida. She has expressed sympathy for the Black Lives Matter movement and concern for judicial reform involving minority communities, saying that she, as a black woman, cannot unsee, unexperience, or unlearn all that she has seen, experienced, and learned as a black woman. A lot of the criticism you know of the death penalty has to do with those who say it is applied disproportionately to blacks in America. She says she's working on new guidelines and will go public with full disclosure. I think we just got the full disclosure here. Uh, In a recent debate, um, it it also became very, very clear how anti-death penalty the new state attorney, Aramis Ayala, is. And uh, now we know. I mean, if the death penalty is not for Markeith Lloyd, who the heck is it for? The answer is, while she reigns, nobody gets the death penalty here in Central Florida. I'd like to know where you are on this. 407-916-5400. Text us to 23680. This is liberalism run wild. And we're seeing the ravages of it here in Central Florida. We also see the ravages of liberalism unleashed in the second Trump travel ban in the interest of national security being blocked by a court. All of that's coming up. 407-916-5400. Please, let's talk about this, shall we? If you would like to express your feelings to the new state attorney for Central Florida, Orange Osceola State Attorney Aramis Ayala, I can help you. Here is their website, and here is her phone number, SAO9, as in State Attorney's Office 9.net, SAO9.net, number 407-836-2000, rather 2400, 407-836-2400. Chief Mina live from the Middle East on all of this outrage at uh, 710 this morning. Here is Willie in Orlando joining me. You were the first caller on the line. Willie, what are your thoughts? Hey, good morning, bud. Good morning, Yaffe. It's Willie. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. When, when she won the election, even before she won the election, I was looking at her, and the first thing I thought, she just she spoke like that Mosby lady. Uh, I can't remember her first name. I'm in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, Baltimore. very, very, very much. She'll remind you of them up I there. The thought yeah. was her. Yeah. Uh, oh, my Lord have mercy. We need Lawson Lamar back again. How can she? She's she's ludicrous. She's an idiot, and and that just showed how Orlando has turned into a democratic town. It's obvious by yeah. her winning the election yeah. that everybody just stro- voted straight Democrat. Yep, right and and uh, Soros money, you know, and 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 it just it, it it and Action was a flawed candidate, and now look what we're stuck with. Willie, thank you very much, and uh, regards from Yaffe, but he's real busy in the control room this morning, as you can imagine. Roy, you're on from Orlando on what's happened here. No death penalty for cop killer Markeith Lloyd. Your thoughts? I have no thoughts other than that the lady, if there's ever should be a recall, there should be one now. It's disgusting because I'm in this business. 
Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. And, uh, Roy, we're going to wait. She has a news conference scheduled today. I, I can't wait to hear her try to defend the indefensible. It ought to be some show. Um, Admiral, Admiral Rodriguez on the 50,000-watt front porch. We salute you from St. Cloud, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, I hate to say it, but uh, the way it comes down to it is I have friends and family that are members of the job back up in New York City. From what I see, this ain't justice, and I am extremely pissed off. Even though the lieutenant was black, what do you just what do you justify executing? And I use the word execute literally and openly a police lieutenant for doing her job. A black one, a black police lieutenant, by the way, state attorney uh, uh, is black also. Ayala, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and and I think there there's a lots of evidence that she has a real problem with blacks get a bad deal in the criminal justice system, but it is an outrage that she is putting her thumb on the scale to help Markeith Lloyd or to ensure that he never dies for his crimes. It is incredible. Go ahead, Yaffe, on the text line incoming. Lots of it. Well, we just got a text in that kind of supports what you're saying. says, if she supports Black Lives Matter, how come Officer Clayton's life and Dixon's life don't matter? Good points. Well, they were cops, of course. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, what is it they say? What do we want now? What do we, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them now? Remember that? Pigs in a blanket fry them like bacon? Black Lives Matter. Sickening. Much more coming up on this. And Chief Mina live from the Middle East with us at 710. If you are just joining us, there is a huge local story dominating the show. And Deb's going to get us all up to date on it right now from the newsroom. Deb? Thank you, bud. Yes, and that big story is the fact that the state attorney's office will not seek the death penalty for accused cop killer Mark Heath Lloyd. Orlando Police Chief John Mina said he was extremely upset about the decision that was announced last night. Lloyd is accused of killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend, Shade Dixon, in December and Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton in January. Instead, prosecutors will seek life in prison without the possibility of parole. The state attorney's office is reportedly going to be making a formal announcement about the Lloyd death penalty decision sometime today. But in the meantime, Bud is going to be interviewing Chief Mina in about 40 minutes at 710. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Coast Guard and the Pinellas Sheriff's Office are still searching for the two men missing in the waters near Pasa Grill in the Gulf. Fifteen students from Colorado State University went swimming off a rented boat. When 21-year-old Guy Lu, a Chinese exchange student, got caught in the current, crew member Andrew Dillman went in after him. Dillman uh, tried uh, to be a hero, tried to rescue this this kid, and uh, you know tried to help, and, and probably uh, at his own peril, uh, and has put himself certainly in, in great jeopardy. Sheriff Bob Galtieri says there was drinking on the boat, and whether that was a factor will be considered in their investigation. Meanwhile, the body of a missing attorney from Tallahassee is found in the Suwannee River. The FWC found 58-year-old Robert Byerts Tuesday night at the Dorothy Land boat ramp near Branford. Byerts disappeared from his boat Sunday after his 17-foot Boston whaler was found running and unoccupied floating downriver during a planned trip upriver. An autopsy is planned in Tallahassee. In local news, students and community members at one Orange County Middle School are appalled after a noose was found on campus. The principal of Gotham Middle School informed parents in a mass telephone message of the noose that was found 
found near the school's front entrance. Authorities don't know who perpetrated it, but security was beefed up on campus because of the threat. In the meantime, students at another Orlando Middle School are in deep trouble for a fight that caused administrators to use some pretty drastic tactics. A school resource officer at Meadowwoods Middle School used pepper spray yesterday to break up a fight involving eight students. One of the students was sent to the hospital. Orange County Public Schools officials say the students involved will be disciplined. And in sports, the Magic continue their three-game West Coast road trip tonight in Oakland against the Golden State Warriors. Orlando opened the trek with a 120-115 to loss in Sacramento on Monday. That means the Magic have lost three straight. WFLA News Time, 636. I'm Deborah Roberts, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Devin, thank you. Um, we are going to interview uh, Orlando Police Chief John Mina on the uh, decision by the new state attorney here not to go for the death penalty against cop killer Mark Heath Lloyd. And the chief wants to talk to us, and he's going out of his way to do it. He is in the Middle East at a, at a police symposium, and he will be with us on the phone at 710. We're also going to get into the other enormous story this morning, uh, the second Trump travel ban shot down by a court. Wait till you hear the president on that in a moment. But right now, let's get up to date on all the business news as we bring in Gina Cervetti in the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Well, you predicted it. An interest rate hike announced yesterday. And, of course, that always seems to have an influence on the markets. What can you tell us, Gina? That's right. Good morning, bud. We have the stock futures rising this morning after the market went higher yesterday as the Fed raised that benchmark lending rate a quarter point and also maintained its expectation for two more rate increases this year. And the Dow is up 113 points to 20,950. S&P rose 20 points and the Nasdaq gained 43. You know, it's interesting. People always say, oh, the raising interest rates is a terrible thing. Well, it's an awful thing if you're in debt, you know, and and, <laughs> and you're going to owe more on your cards. But if you're trying to save money, now you're going to be able to get a little bit of a, a return when you put your money in the bank, right? The reverse side of the coin. Absolutely some of right. Those, uh, some of those savings accounts maybe we'll start to go up here just a little sure, bit. Absolutely uh, right. There, there are two sides to the interest rate hike right. story. No mm-hmm. question about it. And many things of importance that you're going to have your eyes on, you and your colleagues at Bloomberg today. What can you share with us? Well, we have jobless claims on tap and a look at consumer comfort. A couple of companies reporting their earnings, Dollar General and Adobe Systems. And what's going on with consumers right now? They're beginning to feel a little bit of pressure, right? Yeah, you might have noticed you've been paying more for some things. American families, in fact, bud, are getting pinched by some of the biggest price increases in years. And many categories, um, as inflation rises, are outpacing wage growth. The cost of services, everything from doctor's visits to auto insurance to housing, was 3.2% more expensive in February than a year ago. That's the largest increase since November of 2008. Goods prices rose 2%, the most since October 2012, according to the Consumer Price Index yesterday. And the figures compare with 2.8% growth in hourly earnings. And before we let you go, Costco, um, I mean, you can buy just about anything at Costco. And, uh, and boy, it's, it's even hard to get in the place where we go here locally. Uh, but Costco has been having some trouble. But they found one thing that seems to really sell well these days. 
That's right. The holidays did not go so well for Costco, but there was something to celebrate, and that's their liquor. Alcohol sales have surged at the Warehouse Club chain, lifted in part by the cult status of Costco's Kirkland Signature branded booze. Many customers swear by the private label products. Alcohol brought in $3.8 billion for Costco in its latest fiscal year, with wine sales accounting for almost half the total. The category has grown 46% in the past five years. Wow, amazing numbers in that part of the Costco operation. Gina Cervetti, live in New York City. By the way, they got all the snow off the roads and the sidewalks. Can you get around in that town now or not? Are you kidding? No, not good, huh? Uh, It's, they're getting there, but... uh... No, we got a ways to go. We need some high temperatures now to melt it. Well, we can't help you here. It's pretty uh, cold for Florida, but we're oh, about please. to bounce back. Well, you know, it was 39, and I had a little oh, bit of frost wee. on the uh, hood of the car this morning. <laughs> that doesn't work for you, huh? <laughs> all right. Listen, Gina, always a pleasure. We'll catch you tomorrow morning for the next Bloomberg right. Business Report. Hang in there, all right? All right, bud. Have a great there day. There you go. Thank Don't you. worry. Spring's on the way, even in the Big Apple. Trump's second immigration ban blocked. Another outrage. And another indication of what liberalism does to this country. We'll talk about it, and wait till you hear the president on it last night. We put something together you are definitely going to want to hear. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFL. So, government attorneys failed in their attempt to revise the initial travel ban sufficiently to get it by the liberal Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals out west, and you know what happened. Uh, this thing does not say anything at all about um, about religion, doesn't draw any religious distinctions. It pairs from seven to six the number of countries where there would be a temporary halt to allowing new visas from Somalia, Iran, Syria, Sudan, Libya, and Yemen. And within this population of largely peace-loving Muslims, they're almost all Muslims, lurk radical Islamic terrorists, and we are trying to keep them out of our country. Federal law and the Constitution of the United States grant to the President of the United States vast powers in this regard that have at least for now been overridden by this outrageous decision from the most liberal court in America. President Trump last night spent about 10 minutes on this in the middle of his big rally in Nashville, Tennessee, and I cannot remember throughout the campaign him being any more incensed and passionate about an issue. Let's listen. This is, in the opinion of many, an unprecedented judicial overreach. We're talking about the safety of our nation the safety and security of our people. We're going to fight this terrible ruling. We're going to take our case as far as it needs to go, including all the way up to the Supreme Court. We're going to win. We're going to keep our citizens safe. Man, oh man, I wish I could have played more, but time does not permit. The president was on fire, and federal immigration law is on his side. And he quoted from, and it was exactly word for word from Section 1182F. Are you ready? Quote, whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interest of the United States, he may by proclamation and for such period as he shall deem necessary suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. 
I mean, this is unbelievable here. The President of the United States is the Commander-in-Chief. He's been given vast powers over who gets into our country in the interest of protecting those who are citizens of the United States of America, legally here and law-abiding citizens of the United States of America. And you've got the most liberal court in America thwarting the Constitution, standing immigration law, and the President of the United States, who has been given these powers in the interest of national security and protecting the people he was elected to serve, protect, and defend. It is an outrage. It is just like the Markeith Lloyd ruling, no death penalty here. It, once again, the common thread is the ravages of liberalism that will be the death of this country unless the left is stopped. Much more on this coming up. Right now, how about we back off the gas a little bit and have a little bit of fun and play the daily sound judgment game. If you want to play, this is your opportunity. We've moved it into the 6 o'clock hour this morning, and I've got the sound judgment clip for you to identify, and this is an easy one. You can win our really nice prize, but you got to be on the phone to play and win, and here's how you get where you need to be, 407-916-5400, so we decided to uh, change it up a little bit here, change the pace, lighten up just a little bit on a really, really power-packed and, uh, and frankly, from a topic standpoint, very, very difficult morning here locally and nationally, as you know if you've been listening to us, and we'll be back on our two big top stories here before you know it. But we do have our sound judgment game and an opportunity for somebody in the best audience in talk radio to walk away with a terrific prize. Uh, we'll play the game in a second, but let's find out what we're playing for. Bryce, what do we have? Well, you can win a four-pack of advanced screening passes to see Life, starring Ryan Reynolds, Rebecca Ferguson, and Jake Gyllenhaal, before it hits theaters Friday, March 24th. The screening is Wednesday, the 22nd, at AMC Altamont 18. Life is a terrifying sci-fi thriller about a team of scientists aboard the International Space Center, whose mission is discovering turn, or excuse me, and their mission of discovery turns to one of the primal fears when they find a rapidly evolving life form that causes extinction on Mars, now in theaters and Yeah, it really looks cool, okay? If you're into sci-fi, and I love sci-fi, you're going before anybody else to see the movie Life that everybody will be talking about. Ready? All right. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, as we know, is among the biggest critics of the Republican health care plan. Rand Paul's not only a senator, he's a doctor. And as you listen to some sound of Rand Paul yesterday, use your sound judgment and tell me, if you were a patient of his, what part of your body would... Rand Paul be examining and treating. The leadership in the House is weak-kneed, and they are afraid. They are afraid to lead with freedom and capitalism, so they're giving you something that's half as much as Obamacare but doesn't fix the problems. All right, that's Rand Paul, Senator, but when he puts his doctor hat on and you go to see him, what part of your body would he be examining and treating? Line two, what do you think? Line two. The bones. Not the bones. 407-916-5400. But thanks for trying. Go ahead, line three. What's the answer? Um, the eyes. Yes, the eyes. He's an ophthalmologist. Absolutely yes. right. 
You did it. You got the advanced movie passes to that uh, fabulous uh, sci-fi flick everybody's talking about. Life, you happy about winning the game? Absolutely. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, we're delighted to have you on, and you sound all pumped up. If you'd give me your first name along with those movie passes, I'll send you a special note of congratulations. Thank you kindly. Uh, my name is uh, Christine. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. That is correct. The traditional writing, yes. Uh, I love that. And where are you calling in from this morning, Christine? Actually, I am uh, on my way to work, parking uh, right now. Uh, in Orlando? Uh, yes, matter of fact. Yes, we, by Hiawassee. We hope you have a wonderful day, Christine. Thank you for listening to us. you got a lot of choices on the radio. We really appreciate having you with Thank us you. on Good Morning Orlando on the 50,000-watt front porch. I'm going to put you on hold. Do not hang up, okay? Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Brad. All right, Bryce will work with you, and we'll get that done. Um, we'll get you that prize. And by the way, Bryce, before you go to Christine here, um, you're sitting behind Yaffe in the control room right here, and we heard how hot the president was, President Trump, um, on, on the whole issue with the travel ban being blocked by the court here. And on the theme of just how hot this president can be, what do you got for our fabled executive producer and hot sauce lover? Well, it's almost like they took his heat and they put it in a bottle. Right here I have Make America Hot Again. It's a half an hour hot sauce. <laughs> nice. My good friend Yaffe. Wow, nice. Thanks, man. Got the president right on the label, Yaffe. Where'd you get that, uh, Bryce? Awesome. I haven't seen that before. I was in Tarpon Springs, and <laughs> I just funny. walked past a uh, a hot sauce place. I walk in, I was like, "Do you have anything that has to do with Trump?" And he walked over to a, a entire cabinet full of it. So I I this picked out that one. Sweet. I have Hillary Clinton hot sauce, believe it or not. So now I have Trump hot sauce. That's good. Well, I if I listened <laughs> to the whole thing with the president last night. That sauce can't be any hotter than he was under the <laughs> right. collar. I'll tell you. Last night, good deal, fun stuff. Thanks, Thanks guys. <laughs> Thanks very much. You know. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you at the top of the seven o'clock hour on a Thursday as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning no death penalty for Marquis Floyd. And the Florida Senate revises the Stand Your Ground law. We'll have the details in one minute. Orlando Police Chief John Mina live on the Marquis Floyd decision, live from the Middle East here in 10 minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Thursday morning at 7.04 on News Radio 1025. Orlando Police Chief John Mina, who's just minutes away from talking with Bud, is furious after he learned the state attorney's office will not pursue the death penalty in the murder of an Orlando police officer. Accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd was the subject of a weeks-long manhunt following the fatal shooting of his pregnant ex-girlfriend, Sade Dixon, and her unborn child in December. Lloyd is also accused of killing Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton as she approached him outside an Orlando-area Walmart in January. A grand jury indicted Lloyd on two first-degree murder charges in February, but now prosecutors say they will seek life in prison without the possibility of parole. But again, we'll be interviewing Orlando Police Chief John Mina at 710. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. We're really looking forward to it, and it was amazing. Um, I asked Yaffe to reach out to him. We have the email, and of course it, you know, Goes there just as soon as it would go across town all the way to the Middle East, and bang, he was on it, and he said, 710, let's do it. That's awesome that he's willing to come on the air and talk with us this morning, being that, like you said, he's, you know, eight hours ahead at a he conference in Dubai. He was seething last oh, night about he was, this. Everybody, every law enforcement professional, every judge, everyone just doesn't understand 
Because this is the kind of case where this is why you have the death penalty is, is for something like this. I think that's absolutely true. Uh, there's going to be a news conference right today with a new state attorney who made the decision, Aramis Ayala. Yeah, that's the word. And it'll be very interesting uh, to see her try to defend what to me is the indefensible. We'll see. In other news, Bud, the state Senate, I know this was something you had planned to talk about before the decision on Marquis Floyd, but right. the state Senate has approved changes to Florida's Stand Your Ground law that makes it easier to claim self-defense if you kill someone. Senator Bobby Powell calls it dead men tell no tales. Dead men have no opportunity to see their day in court. And I've heard it said many, many times, if you're going to use a gun, don't leave any witnesses. This bill would embolden people to do just that. But Senator Rob Bradley says his bill is about individual rights. This bill isn't about grading loopholes. Instead, this bill, in my estimation, represents our best traditions. We respect the sovereignty of individuals against the awesome power of the government. Whatever you call it, the bill has cleared the Senate by a margin of 23-15 and is now waiting on a committee vote and a floor vote in the House of Representatives. A suspect accused of shooting two Detroit police officers is in jail. Police arrested 60-year-old Raymond Durham last night after a massive manhunt that lasted several hours. Detroit Police Chief James Craig says thankfully the wounded officers are expected to recover. And finally, police in St. Petersburg are holding a suspect in a deadly shooting over donuts. Oh, come on. Officers arrested Jeffrey Falsey after his mother called police to say the two had argued when she refused to buy him donuts. Police say Falsey opened fire when the officers responded to the home. One deputy was wounded in the leg. Officers later found the body of the mother's boyfriend inside the residence with a gunshot wound to the head. Boy, it's incredible sometimes, isn't it, how cheap life seems to be? Really. It it really does. Never ceases to amaze me. WFLA News Time 707. Read about an astute viewer busting poachers on a hunting show. Just happened to be paying the right amount of attention. Oh. Yeah, you can get that story at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger interviewing Orlando Police Chief John Mina starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Thanks, Deb. Yaffe at the controls. Bryce screening. We're from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're going to try to connect with the chief who's at a police symposium in Dubai, way east of here, across the pond in the Middle East, because he really wants to talk about this incredible decision by the new local state attorney not to pursue the death penalty against cop killer Markeith Lloyd. We'll try to connect with the chief. Stay with us as we continue. That and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Orlando Police Chief John Mina was seething last night in a recorded interview that I heard, and we wanted to bring him on live now. He's at a police symposium over in the Middle East in Dubai. And, a Chief, thank you very much for joining us from so far away. Uh, and I would like to know now that you've had uh, an opportunity to reflect on this decision. Uh, what is your reaction this morning? No death penalty for Markeith Lloyd. It's an outrage to me. What about to you? Uh, it's definitely an outrage, but I'm and I'm still seething uh, several hours later. Um, you know, if there was any, if there was a case uh, for death penalty, this is the case. You know, he killed his uh, unborn child and his girlfriend. You know, gunned down uh, Lieutenant Deborah Clayton in broad daylight. And 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 mind you, I just want to remind people that she was laying on the ground. 
defenseless and helpless when he stood over her and fired several shots mm. execution style. Uh, I think that's important to remember. The, you know, a life in prison is not is, that's disproportionate um, for the seriousness of this case. This, this is a death penalty case, and we should let the jury decide that, not one person. We agree 1,000%. My understanding is that you've had an opportunity to speak at least briefly with um, State Attorney Aramis Ayala. Did she explain and defend this decision to you? Oh, so she had called me, and obviously it was the middle of the night here, so I didn't have the opportunity to answer. I did call her back first thing when I woke up, and uh, it was a very short conversation. I, she told me that she, they were not pursuing. I told her I strongly uh, disagreed and that she said she wanted to um, you sit down with me and kind of go over it point by point, and I can't imagine anything that she's going to say that's going to uh, change me mind, change my mind, or, or make me um, you know, see the, her side. Now, uh, but I will listen. When she um, defeated Jeff Ashton uh, for this office in the election last year, I mean, she's on record as being vehemently um, uh, anti-death penalty. Did you see this coming? Did you worry that that is how this would play out under? of the uh, leadership of the state attorney's office of the new state attorney, Aramis Ayala? Uh, I can say, honestly, I don't even remember um, that of the campaign, but um, in no way would I ever thought that, um, you know, her, her feelings about the death penalty would affect a case like this. You know, like I said, you know, a cop killer who basically, uh, you know, held this community at bay for over a week. Uh, you know, the community was scared. They were fearful of this person, and rightly so. Um and like I said, this, if, if there was any case to, for death penalty, this is the case. Couldn't agree more on that score. Chief Mina live from the Middle East in Dubai right now. Uh, the new state attorney, if you're just joining us, has said we're not going to try for the death penalty against cop killer Markeith Lloyd. And it, it just seems to have shocked just about everybody. I'd like to know what kind of an impact you think that this may well have on your officers, Chief Mina. Well, the men and women of the Orlando Police Department are extremely professional. I'm so very, very proud of that. And uh, it's not going to change the way we do business. We're still going to um, keep this community safe. Officers are still going to risk their lives for this community because they care about the community. And, you know, although they're, I'm certain they're mad and disappointed, just like I am, uh, we're, we're not going to let that affect the way we do our jobs and, and the love we have for this community. Now that we don't have the deterrent to crime of the death penalty, and I believe there is a deterrence there, I mean, clearly, if the death penalty is not for Markeith Lloyd, it will not be um, imposed on anybody else under the leadership of uh, State Attorney uh, Ayala. Does this make this community less safe, sir? Well, I, I agree with you in the fact that, um, you know, if it's not going to be for this case, there's, there's not going to be a death penalty in any case. Um, under the state attorney. Um, but I will say that, uh, again, the men and women are extremely brave, courage, uh, courageous, uh, and serve this community with, with courage, pride, and commitment. And uh, there's no way they're going to um, let that decision deter them from keeping this community safer. So, I, I, you know, although that I'm, I'm disappointed, and I do as well think it's a deterrent, I don't think it will make this community less safe because that just, that this just causes us to be more vigilant in our, um, in our quest to, to, to keep this community safe. Final question, Chief Mina. If you were face-to-face right this minute with State Attorney Aramis Ayala, what would you say to her? 
uh, to say to her what I said over the phone, that uh, I'm upset. I strongly disagree. I would urge her to uh, to reconsider. I, I doubt that will happen, um, but that that we <laughs> we definitely disagree on this, and, and I think, um, like I said before, this is uh, a death penalty case, and let's, let's let the jury decide um, if he should be put to death. Orlando Police Chief John Mina, live from all the way over in the Middle East in Dubai at a police function. Thank you so much for making time to come on Good Morning Orlando and talk to the folks in Central Florida and let us know where you're coming from on this stunning decision that there will be no death penalty for Markeith Lloyd. Chief, thank you and God bless you and the great work that you and your and your officers do here in Orlando. Thank you, Bud. God bless. It's breathtaking, isn't it? More in a moment in your reaction. 407-916-5400, our text line 23680. We'll have this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Updated in two minutes for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So who is State Attorney Aramis Ayala? She defeated the sitting State Attorney Jeff Ashton last summer. And it was interesting that Chief Mina didn't seem to really remember too much about exactly where she was politically and ideologically. But I can tell you that left-wing billionaire, anti-death penalty, and in my mind, anti-American George Soros, bankrolled Ayala's campaign to the tune of nearly a million dollars in ads and circulars and everything. It was an overwhelming avalanche from the left, and it worked. Jeff Ashton was a flawed candidate, but this made an enormous difference. Ayala is the first black state attorney in the history of the state. Ayala has expressed sympathy for the Black Lives Matter movement, Concern for judicial reform involving minority communities. And she says as a black woman that she cannot unsee, unexperience, or unlearn all she has seen, experienced, and learned as a black woman. A lot of the criticism of the death penalty here and around the country is all about the fact that it is applied disproportionately to minorities, principally black Americans. What Ayala can do is put her thumb on the scale here. And she just did it last night. Markeith Lloyd is black. Of course, he killed a black cop, but I guess that doesn't matter so much because that's a cop. And if you're sympathetic to the Black Lives Matter movement, well, we understand where you're coming from there. And she's, as a black woman, is not going to allow the execution of a black guy in a cop-killing case. That's it. Now we have no death penalty, essentially, here in Central Florida. That's what this amounts to. It's outrageous. She's going to hold a news conference sometime today. If you'd like to um, extend your very best wishes this morning to the state attorney, Aramis Ayala, here's how you do it. Go to the website, sao9.com, stateattorneyoffice9.com, sao9.com, or call 407-836-2400. I'm sure she would love to hear from you, and so would we. On the text line, what's coming in, Yaffe? I'm getting a lot of people that agree with you, bud. One person even brought up the fact that it sounded like Mark Keith wanted to be executed. I mean, going far on what he was saying in the court, in the hearings to begin with. So, I mean. He said, strap me up now. Remember that quote? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So another person says. Put me on the gurney. Give me the needle. Yeah. Yeah. Another person says, this is a result of what happens when you put a liberal per- people in positions of power. 
But look what happened here. Soros money. And it's undeniably true. This is not some conspiracy theory. This is out there in the mainstream media. You can find this in the Orlando Sentinel from last summer. And look what happened. When we're asleep at the switch. Yeah. You roll over and play dead for the left wing. Look what you get. You can't execute a cop killer. I know it seems kind of open and shut to me. I'm very when yeah, I mean I came in this morning when we started talking about it and I was literally looking at you like I don't understand how this happened. I don't even understand. <laughs> it just seems so open and shut. And you know, uh, former Judge Belvin Perry, we played that cut earlier where he said the same thing. He doesn't understand. Yeah, and he's black. Just FYI, and yeah. he was just incensed and outraged, and he says he just flat out could not believe this decision. By the way, we've looked it up, and we can talk about this more when we have a little bit more time. Um, uh, people are saying, well, we need to recall her, all right, get her out of there. Well, in Florida, there's no recall provision for a state attorney, but you can impeach him, but it's hard to do, right, Yaffe? And it's a rare event. Yeah, apparently it is rare. From what I was, from the research I've done, yeah, there is no recall process in in Florida for state officials. So you would have to impeach them, or you could censure them. That does happen. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit more common than, say, impeachment. But um, both are pretty rare. Yeah. Um, guys, Bryce in particular here, I want to make sure we have exactly the right website. Is that a .net or a .com? It's, it's .net. S- okay. Yeah, SAO for State Attorney's Office. SAO, the number 9, .net. Yeah, SAO9.net, okay? Right, dot yes. .net, and the number is 407 836 I'm sure she'll be happy to pick up the phone and have a nice conversation with you (laughs) on a Thursday morning. This is the most outrageous single ruling of its kind I have ever seen in more than 30 years in Central Florida. There's there's, There's nothing that I can recall that compares with this outrage. Deb folks are joining us here. They come and go on the radio, as we well know. So for those who are newcomers to the 50,000-watt front porch on this this morning, let's tee up the big local story everybody's talking about. And that is the fact that State Attorney Aramis Ayala will not seek the death penalty for accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd. Lloyd is accused of killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend, Shade Dixon, and Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. As you just heard, Orlando Police Chief John Mina, who Bud interviewed literally like just 20 minutes ago, is extremely upset about that decision. Now, uh, Shade Dixon's family is reportedly going to meet with representatives from the state attorney's office this morning at 11, and the state attorney's office is expected to make a formal announcement about the Lloyd death penalty decision sometime today. Uh, Lloyd, for his part, remains jailed on multiple charges, including murder. No, no time yet established on that news conference or statement or whatever they're no, going to do. No, but throughout the morning, as mm-hmm. as uh, we get more information, we'll, of course, bring you the latest details yeah, that we absolutely have. Absolutely right. Dev and the team in the newsroom uh, you know, will be working throughout the morning on that, even after Good Morning Orlando is over. So stay tuned to WFLA for regular news updates as we anticipate um, some kind of a statement, some kind of an appearance by the uh, state attorney on this. And what's interesting is, of course, we want to get your opinion as to what you think. And Andrew from Orlando is uh, calling in this morning and uh, apparently going to be playing a little bit of devil's advocate. Are you, Andrew? It's sort of, kind of. You know, uh, I'm not applauding that he didn't get the death penalty, but I kind of think it serves this case right. Because it wasn't that much of a hurry to catch him when he just killed his baby mom and the baby. The case only became so massive, and he turned into this barbaric person after he killed the cop. Maybe 
we should treat everybody life equal. When he killed the baby and the wife and the girlfriend, it should have been a massive manhunt for him then. I can tell you personally, Andrew, that it was because it was a story that I myself covered in the weeks leading up to uh, his his murder. I think the difference is that he murdered a police officer at a Walmart in broad daylight on video. They have video of him executing her. I think the fact he was willing to kill two people, including the unborn baby, uh, there certainly was a massive manhunt. And I have to ask you the question of the morning, Andrew. If the death yes. penalty, which we have on oh, the books in him. Florida, that's wait a minute, wait him. a minute, wait a minute, is yes, not sir. for Markeith Lloyd, who's it for? Do we effectively no. no longer have a death penalty in Central Florida? No, we can name the death penalty Marquise Lloyd for all, you know, we can name it after him. It's for him, for what he did. Why well, does I he not was... deserve to die? No, no, no. I didn't say I don't. I'm not God. I don't decide whether somebody deserved to die. But I would say the death penalty would fit him. I wouldn't have a problem if he had it. But it's not my choice to decide who live or die. Well, of course it's not. But do you favor the death penalty being on the books, or do you want it removed? Oh no, I would like it to stay on the books. But then who's it for? It's for him. I've been told it's for him. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, boys. All right, boys. Simmer down. Simmer down. All right, Andrew. Both of you, but thank you, Andrew. Appreciate your phone yeah. call. Let me take another one here, Sean. Yeah, we? let's talk to Scott in Apopka, see what he has to say about this issue this morning. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm fat and sassy. Thank you for calling this morning. What do you think about uh, Mark Heath Lloyd not getting the death penalty? I think it's that's as, as much a travesty as, as you could as you could use that word. It's it's the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen in a situation. You know, I don't know if you feel this way, but I kind of feel like uh, as a as a citizen, as a resident of Central Florida, kind of makes me nervous about what the state attorney is going to do in terms of protecting the community. Well, I think that that Andrew guy is that you just got done speaking to is a, a prime example of what's not right because it is. As a citizen of this country, it is our responsibility to stand up and say, look, this is wrong, and this guy does deserve to die. It's not playing God. It's just being part of a civilized country. Right. You that says you cannot do this. Say, no. Yeah. You can't sit back and say, no, it's not my choice. It's not my responsibility. And listen, it's everybody's I, responsibility as a citizen of this country to make that decision. I agree. That guy does not deserve to be breathing at the end of this trial. I agree. And you know, the, and again, how how is this supposed to make us feel comfortable that Aramis Ayala is going to watch our backs? Well, see, that's the other that's the other issue is that once these judges and these people that are, you know, basically civil servants, they are put there to do the will of the people, and when they start to not to do those things, when they start to go against the will of the people, then those people need to be removed from office. Well, and the only way to do it is to impeach her, and, uh, and that's a rare and difficult process here. There's no recall provision. We researched it thoroughly for you. She's got a four-year term, but I think she has no idea the kind of public outrage she will have triggered, um, and I'm sure that she is about to discover that, and if she's listening this morning, she already has discovered it. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, the other thing about this that is so egregious to yeah. me, bud, she didn't even have, her office didn't even have the decency to call the Dixon family reportedly and let them know about this decision before they they came public with it. <laughs> 
Isn't that? No, it's just, it's beyond belief. It really is. You know, is. parents yeah. of a 24 year old oh, young woman, I and know. you have to find out from the news or from the or oh, police yeah. chief calling you and have the decency to tell you that the man who murdered your child is yeah. not going to face the death penalty. Yeah. Not a very good first case for Aramis Ayala to be making a name for herself in Central Florida. No question about it. We've got uh, room for you on the 50,000 want front porch to react to all of this. 407 916 5400, text line 23680. Also, uh, and this is the common thread of liberalism. We got this. We got this liberal chick now running the uh, state attorney's office here. You see what just happened, and now uh, we got a liberal court that has now blocked another Trump uh, travel ban out of the Middle East. It is outrageous what's going on at the hands of the left. You want to talk about either one? Four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred. We're here for you. Back by fellow liberal George Soros, big money. Aramis Ayala won the state attorney's race over Jeff Ashton last year, and now she is in office, Orange Osceola County State Attorney, and will be for the next four years unless she were to be impeached, which does not happen often and is tough to do. The first African-American state attorney in Florida's history. Um, she has expressed sympathy on the public record for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, uh, it's very clear that she feels the criminal justice system is unfair, particularly to minorities. She is anti-death penalty, and now we certainly know that because she will not pursue the death penalty against cop killer Markeith Lloyd. Yaffe, you've been looking uh, online, and there's an interesting perspective that might explain what to so many seems inexplicable, even given her politics, that she would not pursue the death penalty against a guy for whom the death penalty was designed. Yeah, I happen to find a blog here from someone called The Black Politico, and she wrote in January that she was very upset at the state attorney for not going after the cops for excessive force when they arrested him. Yeah, and he got his you know his eye pretty much poked out, and they they yeah. did they did beat on him pretty good. You well, can see that in, in the, the in the night vision cameras, right? Yeah. So I would really? not be surprised if she's kind of trying to throw them a bone here a little bit and not going after this because you know the cops used excessive force, but yeah. they're upset. So she's. Both sides are upset at her right now. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Here's Jason in Orlando. You upset, Jason? Hey, Bob, good morning. Yes, I am just completely beside myself after some of the uh, last probably 10 minutes listening to the radio, Um, especially after this point that you just brought up. She almost sounds like the prosecutor out of Baltimore. Sounds a whole lot like Baltimore to me. Yeah, let's be an activist, not not looking out. Social justice warrior putting her thumb on the scale. The reason for my call is just just the humanity, just being a parent. I mean, to hear it from the news versus the office, I mean, I don't know how these people detach themselves in public office from just being a person. I mean, how do you do that as, you know, you're there to serve the people, all of them. Yeah. You know, it doesn't depend on the left or the right, but, I mean— if you are a left-wing ideologue, I don't think you have a conscience. I don't think you have a problem with it at all. The end totally justifies the means. I think it's the uh, you and I cannot relate to that perspective in that way of doing business. On the incoming text line this morning, Yaffe, you're swamped. What do you see? Uh, yes, a lot of people are incensed, kind of like what you are. One person says, I'm pissed. I don't live in Orange County but I believe Lloyd deserves the death penalty. Another person says this decision is just going to drive loved ones of murder victims to become the judge, jury, and executioner 
of suspect. Good morning, Orlando. The top of the morning to you here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour as we bring you the very latest we have on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning no death penalty for Markeith Lloyd. And we're gearing up for Zika here in the Sunshine State. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. More on that outrageous decision on Markeith Lloyd ahead on Good Morning Orlando. Good Thursday morning. It's 803 on News Radio 1025. Accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd is avoiding the death penalty. The office of State Attorney Aramis Ayala made that announcement last night that Lloyd will not die for the December killing of his pregnant ex-girlfriend, Sade Dixon, and the January killing, kind of really more of an execution, of Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton. Ayala's decision is not going over well with Orlando Police Chief John Mina. Now, in case you missed it earlier this morning from Dubai, where he's attending a police conference, Chief Mina told Bud that he was shocked and angry when he got the word. It's definitely an outrage, but I'm and I'm still seething uh, several hours later. If there was a case uh, for death penalty, this is the case. You know, he killed his uh, unborn child and his girlfriend, you know, gunned down uh, Lieutenant Deborah Clayton in broad daylight. The state attorney's office is expected to make a formal announcement about the controversial decision sometime today. And what would the chief say to the state attorney if they were face-to-face? I posed that question to Chief Mina one hour ago, and we'll replay the answer in moments, Deb. All right, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. There were more than 1,300 cases of the Zika virus just in Florida last year, and Dennis Moore at the Pasco County Mosquito Control District says they can only guess where it's going to show up when the weather gets warm. We don't know where Zika might end up this year. Last year was in the Miami area. This year we don't know where it's going, and we're, we have to be prepared. Um, we can't sit and wait for it to happen. We can't be reactive to this. We have to prepare ahead of time. Mosquito control officials are asking the state legislature for an extra $1.2 million, an increase of almost 50 percent. But Moore says they need it because the mosquito that spreads Zika is one of the toughest to eradicate. Meanwhile, genetically modified mosquito testing will soon be introduced in the Florida Keys under an approved plan. The FDA has given the go-ahead to British biotech company Oxitech to begin releasing male mosquitoes throughout the, floor of, throughout the Keys Mosquito Control District. The male mosquitoes released are planned to be impotent so that when they procreate with female mosquitoes, their larvae will fail. Trials on Stock Island near Key West are expected to begin next month. Tens of thousands of impotent male mosquitoes are planned to be released into the summer. A religious expression bill is moving forward in Tallahassee, which would allow Florida public school students to express religious beliefs in oral and written assignments, wear religious clothing and jewelry, and, quote, pray or engage in and organize religious activities before, during, and after the school day, end quote. While Senate Bill 436 narrowly passed in the Senate Judiciary Committee, opponents of the bill call it too vague. You know, before all of this big news break broke, Mark Heath Lloyd and then the travel ban going down and everything else, Yaffe and I had plans to spend a lot of time talking about that religious liberty legislation, and we're going to try to make time for that on tomorrow's show. It is important stuff. Yes, it is. And uh, finally, in case you didn't know, Bud, today is National Freedom of Information Day. 
Uh-huh. Well, I'm in favor of freedom of information. It's kind of what we do here. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> March 16th, mark it on your calendar, marks the birthday of the nation's fourth president, James Madison, an advocate of transparency in government, commonly referred to as the father of the Constitution. It also marks the anniversary of the passage of the Freedom of Information Act back in 1966. At the same time, you may be interested to know that today is also National Farm Rescuer Day, which honors people supporting farmers in need. National Artichoke Hearts Day and National Everything You Do Is Right Day. Only you knows this stuff, Def. Well, now we all know it. <laughs> Thanks exactly, to you. Exactly, <laughs> because it's Freedom of Information Day. Uh, that's right. WFLA News Time, it's 8.07. Read about a peaceful snooze on a plane before a woman's earbuds exploded. This is scary stuff. It really is. Side of her face is all blackened up. You can mm-hmm. see the pictures and read the story for yourself at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. Ahead, if you missed it, I got a very interesting sound cut from my interview. From uh, Orlando Police Chief John Mina, and uh, as time permits, we're also going to play a little bit of President Trump absolutely on fire last night as another liberal court decision shot down his latest travel ban. So all of that is ahead. The House call with Dr. Kronhouse talking March Madness here um, as well, and we got the Florida Gators playing and the Seminoles as well here in Orlando in the Gator game you're going to catch Right here on WFLA. Full details coming up. Man, we got a lot to do in the final hour on the 50,000-watt front porch. I think we better get to it. We'll have all of this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic updated as well in just two minutes for you here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You'll hear in a moment President Trump was justifiably seething and outraged last night at a huge rally in Nashville over what's going on with these court rulings against the ban. And, uh, and you'll hear what he has to say in just a moment. But right now, um, I did an in-depth interview with Orlando Police Chief John Mina on this decision by the new Orange Osceola State Attorney Aramis Ayala, who is anti-death penalty, a real liberal, supports Black Lives Matter, etc., um, <laughs> not to seek the death penalty when prosecuting cop killer Markeith Lloyd. Um, it, it really is an outrage. It has stunned everybody. Uh, We haven't yet heard from Ayala. She's supposed to hold some kind of a a press event today, and that will be most interesting. But the chief joined us. He wanted to talk so much that he joined us live from the Middle East, where he's at a police conference in Dubai. One of the questions I asked him when I sensed just how angry he was, he's quiet, he's understated, that's Chief Mina, and he's a professional cop all the way. I said, uh, so what if um, you were face-to-face this moment with State Attorney Aramis Ayala, what would you say? Uh, I'd say to her what I said over the phone that uh, I'm upset. I strongly disagree. I would urge her to uh, to reconsider. I, I doubt that will happen, um, but that that we <laughs> we definitely disagree on this. And and I think, um, like I said before, this is a death penalty case, and let's let's let the jury decide um, if he should be put to death. Just an excerpt from an extended interview with Chief Mina from overseas one hour ago. Yaffe, do we have that posted, or will we have it posted on the website today for folks to check out the entire interview? 
Uh, yes, I'll, I'll post it on the Daily Recap today. I mean, I post the podcast of the whole show, so it'll be up there on Bud's Daily Recap. Go to 1025WFLA.com, click on the Good Morning Orlando tab. It'll be up there. Good deal. Now, I gave you an update a moment ago on the um, on the travel ban uh, going down in flames at the hands of a liberal judge out in uh, the Ninth Circuit uh, in Hawaii, and now another federal judge has shot it down in Maryland, so this is not going to happen And uh, I'll tell you what, I was on fire about this, and so was President Trump last night in Nashville. This is, in the opinion of many, an unprecedented judicial overreach. We're talking about the safety of our nation, the safety and security of our people. We're going to fight this terrible ruling. We're going to take our case as far as it needs to go, including all the way up to the Supreme Court. We're going to win. We're going to keep our citizens safe. Powerful stuff, and there was a whole lot more of it uh, from the president last night. We um, got into it earlier, and I just wanted for folks who were just joining us to reconnect you to the basics of the two big stories here this morning. Um, A great tradition for so many years on a Thursday at 820 has been to bring my doctor, Ken Kronhaus from Lake Cardiology, on board with breaking health and medical news across the spectrum of health and heart care and all kinds of medicine. And uh, he has all kinds of just compelling new information that you need to hear. You're going to find out an unlikely way to increase your likely lifespan in a moment. This is actually... This is actually something that you may think shortens your life, but uh, research would suggest otherwise. It's the house call with Dr. Kronhaus just ahead here, so stay tuned and don't go away. 407-916-5400, our phone number, our text line, 23680. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. Doc, always a pleasure. Good Thursday morning. I hope you're staying warm. It's a chilly one, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is, but great to be with you. It warms my heart. Uh-huh. And ours as well. You know what? A lot of parents will jokingly and maybe sometimes not so jokingly say that having kids just takes years off their life with all of the stress, etc. But there's actually some legitimate medical research that runs counter to that. Tell us all about it. Exactly. The sleepless nights and stress, and I'm not talking about being an intern, that often a company parenthood may not sound like the ingredients bud for a longer life, but having children could add years to a parent's lifespan. This is according to a report this week in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health. At the age of 60, for example, men with children, they live around two years longer than childless men, while women with children are likely to live around one and a half years longer than childless women. How about that? And you know what? Marijuana, a lot of people think it's not harmful in any way, shape, or form. Medical marijuana can do all kinds of good. But there are a couple of red flags you're raising this morning based on marijuana research. What's up? Exactly. The big uh, cardiology meeting in Washington, D.C. this week, uh, this month, uh, the American College of Cardiology. What we learned from that meeting is that in the United States, marijuana is becoming increasingly legalized for medicinal or recreational purposes. But the news is new research warns of the harms of marijuana use, but after finding that the drug may have bad implications for cardiovascular health, adults who use marijuana are at much greater risk of 
heart failure, coronary artery disease, stroke, and sudden cardiac death than those who do not use the drug. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just reporting the results that came out of the American College of Cardiology meeting in Washington, D.C. this month. A lot of people are listening intently on that. Important information. And uh, an interesting question is being explored by some medical experts right now under the heading of which high school sport has the most concussions. Let's talk about that, Doc. American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons meeting in San Diego this week. Female soccer players, bud, suffer the highest rate of concussions among all high school athletes in the United States. The rate's even higher than boys who play football. Girls may be at greater risk of concussions while playing soccer due to the heading of the ball, a lack of protective gear, and an emphasis on contact during the game. And you know that we have an, ep- uh, an epidemic of obesity in this country. Just too many Americans are just too fat. There's interesting new research now uh, about how if, uh, you know, if mommy's fat, um, maybe the kids are going to be fat because mommy doesn't exactly see things the way others would see them. Exactly. Uh, Medical Journal, Obesity Science and Practice this week, but many overweight and obese mothers may underestimate the weight of their obese children, and children of obese mothers are less likely to recognize their own weight as well as that of their mother. It seems as obesity becomes more common, it seems obesity is becoming more accepted. Most interesting. And, Doc, you have three items left that we can choose from. I'm going to let you pretend we're like at a Chinese restaurant, and I want you to pick one, okay, to finish up with because it's been a busy morning and we're running just a little behind on the clock. Which one do you want to share with us of the last three? European Heart Journal this week. A 10-year Danish study of nearly 30,000 patients, bud, found the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, the so-called NSAIDs, like ibuprofen, commonly sold as Advil, was associated with a whopping 31% increased risk of heart attack. The data was collected on all redeemed prescriptions for NSAIDs from Danish pharmacies since 1995. This is a big study. These included diclofenac, known as Voltaren, Aleve, Naperson, Ibuprofen, Vioxin, Celebrex. What is the recommendation then as a doctor for folks who want to use, say, Ibuprofen, you know, for pain relief? Two words, short term. They're not not meant for everyday long-term use. Good stuff. You're the best. Dr. Kronhaus with the weekly house call here on Good Morning Orlando, a staple of our show for more years now than I think I could even count, and it's always a pleasure. Doc, thank you so much, and have a great day at Lake Cardiology. Be well, bud. Thank you so much. You'll check in there as a patient, and you'll see what a distinctly different medical practice this is. Dr. K is remarkable. His staff that backs him up is just incredible, and it's not only the best in heart care and personal attention, but also I'm talking about the most remarkable heart care technology out there embodied in his groundbreaking BudScan 2.0 heart scan that most insurance will cover depending on your circumstances could save your life. Book an appointment, call them, tell them I sent you, 352-735-1400, 352-735-1400. Don't forget, Dr. Kronhaus is not only with us on the weekly house call, he's nationally syndicated on the radio, and we carry his great show Sunday afternoon at 2 right here on WFLA. Be sure to check it out. 2 to 3 p.m., it's Good Day Health with Dr. K every Sunday. Deborah Roberts with another news update, particularly for those of you just joining us. More on the shocking decision that there will be no death penalty for Mark Heath Lloyd, the cop killer. And um, 
and, and barn yarns from the Debmeister on retirees knitting sweaters for chili chickens. We got any chickens around here, I guarantee you. They're shivering along with all the rest of us this morning. Good morning, Orlando at 830 now. Man, we've been rocking and rolling since 6 o'clock this morning. I'm telling you, we got a tiger by the tail with all we've had to talk about here this morning. And this most disturbing local development continues to dominate the show and every newscast you've done this morning. Absolutely, and it probably will uh, for the rest of the day today, certainly, and maybe even again tomorrow. The state attorney's office is not going to seek the death penalty for accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd, a decision that has infuriated Orlando Police Chief John Mina, whom Bud had interviewed this morning at 710. John Mina is at a, a better policing conference in Dubai and the United Arab Emirates and still made time to talk to Bud about this topic. Prosecutors instead will seek uh, life in prison without the possibility of parole. Shade Dixon's family, uh, one of his victims, will meet with representatives from the state attorney's office this morning at 11 a.m. And the state attorney's office is also expected to make a formal announcement about that controversial decision sometime today as well. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Sweaters for chickens, bud? Sweaters for everybody this morning. I had frost on the roof of my car this morning, even though the car thermometer when I drove in didn't get any lower than 39, but it was clearly uh, a few feet off the ground. It was freezing. Yeah, and it's 39 degrees right now. I'm very mad at my neighbors. well, did I hear you right before? Yes, 39. Right, I thought my ears might have frozen no. over. Still 39 at this 39. hour, this late in the season. I can't remember it being this cold this late in Orlando ever. I can't either. Yeah, it's remarkable. Certainly, it really is. Now, while uh, sweaters for chickens might sound like a joke, it's really not. A plucky group of retirees, get it, plucky? Group of retirees in suburban Boston. Nice to know that we brought on the new writers here, isn't that good? That's quality stuff. Go ahead. Has hatched a plan to keep poultry warm during those tough New England winters. You know, if you come fully equipped with feathers, I don't think you're first in line for a sweater. That's just me. I'm not anti-chicken. I eat them all the time. (laughs) Don't they have down feathers? Huh? Don't they have down feathers? They do. They do, but still, you know, the unusual project began after members of a knitting club at Fuller Village, a retirement home in Milton, Massachusetts, heard about the hardships that some chickens suffer this time of year. Certain breeds shed their feathers, Bryce, and grow new plumage in the winter months. Others, imported from tropical climates, just aren't suited for the wintry conditions. Mm -hmm. So it may look like a chicken, but it's not the same chicken. Among the sweaters crafted by hand, in fact, was one for Prince Peep. Who's Prince Peep? A rooster native to Malaysia. Another knitter, 76-year-old Libby Kaplan, said the experience has helped her overcome her fear of birds. And it's turned out that the chickens seem to like the sweaters, too. A state spokeswoman, Erica Mack, says egg production has jumped noticeably. Ah, now you're talking. Since the birds began wearing their chicken sweaters, it got some members of the club wondering what exotic project to take on next. (laughs) Someone uh, has an article about a need for blankets at an elephant refuge in India, so they might start knitting blankets for elephants in India. Sure, why not? I like that. That's not bad, right? Yeah, it's good stuff. So the chicken thinks thinks it's an excellent idea? The chickens are all in favor of this, the right? The chickens are in Egg favor. Egg production is up. That's an indicator. Yeah, that's right. You know, they don't consent to interviews, but if they're cranking out extra eggs, you got to believe they're happy. So now we got to know, we've got to believe that the reason why the chicken crossed the road was to get to a sweater. Aha. Uh-huh. 
Yes, you may well be right. And hang in there, folks. I'm almost done. <laughs> Finally, I know you've got uh, Alan Spector, who's filling in for Tom Morgan this morning, coming in talking about sports that are, we've got a lot of sports going on in oh, Central March Florida. March Madness, yes. Arnie's Tournament, the whole deal. Well, speaking of March Madness, the NCAA basketball tournament begins today with 16 games around the country. The fourth-seeded Florida Gators clash with 13-seeded East Tennessee State today in East Region action. You'll be able to hear that right here on 102.5 WFLA. While the third-seeded Florida State Seminoles face 14th-seeded Florida Gulf Coast and West Region play tonight. All these games right here in Orlando. But yeah. if number 15 Northern Kentucky can knock off number 2 Kentucky, and their matchup in the NCAA tomorrow? Hell will freeze over first, but go ahead. That, actually, hell may be about to freeze over. I'm just check, looking outside right now. It's, it's seriously cold. still 39. <laughs> the owner of a steakhouse is promising 15,000 undergraduates a free steak dinner. Oh. That could cost Jeff Ruby more than $1 million or the equivalent of 58 years of tuition for an out-of-state student at NKU. Ruby says a win could be expensive, but he says, hey, it's important to show support for hometown organizations beating Kentucky, though. Not going to be easy. No. Wildcats are in the middle of an 11-game winning streak. The Wildcats and the Norse meet Friday in Indianapolis. For folks who follow March Madness, we've had the occasional 15 yes, beat a 2. That's happened. Never a 16 beat a 1. That's never happened. But but there is precedent for this, but I somehow think this guy's not going to be paying off. But wouldn't it be crazy if he did? Oh. Can you imagine when you were in college being told you could come in and get a free steak dinner? Oh, yeah. I'd eat my weight in steak. <laughs> Just so I could have the doggy bag. Steak goes good with ramen noodles. There you go. <laughs> Deb Meister, thank you. You're welcome. Deborah Roberts with our news and a... A few smiles and laughs along the way, which, given the news of the morning, is something we could absolutely use. Amen to that, huh? Uh, here on Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're on WFLA for you, News Radio 1025 FM, still on AM 540, nationwide on iHeartRadio. Handling the sports in uh, Tom Morgan's absence right now is my good buddy Alan Spector, and I wanted to bring you on this morning, Alan, because it's it's just an uncommon day in Central Florida. There's all kinds of stuff going on that the whole country will be watching. But first of all, let's talk about, before we get to March Madness and the NCAAs, let's talk about the other college basketball tournament and our UCF Knights. My alma mater, yes. the UCF Knights, victorious in their first ever appearance in the National Invitation Tournament, the NIT. Yeah. Unfortunately known to some as the runner-up tournament because it consists of schools that were not selected for the NCAA tournament. But it can still be pretty darn good college basketball. Oh, yeah. And the Knights had a great regular season, 21-11. and 11, mm -hmm. And uh, they took on uh, Colorado uh, last night at UCF Arena. And uh, it got close at the end. The, uh, the Knights were up by 12 at halftime. With uh, 27 seconds left, Colorado hits a three to pull within three points. Wow. That the Knights hold on. They win 79 to 74. They will advance to play top seed Illinois State in the NIT. That was carried on our sister station, 96 9, the game. And uh, that's just an awesome story there. We hope for good things for our Florida Gators and for the Florida Seminole fans. This is a very big day, and it all unfolds in downtown Orlando at the Amway Center in the NCAAs. That's right. We've got uh, East Regional and West Regional games. We've got uh, number five, uh, Virginia, playing number 12. UNC Wilmington at 1240. Then at 310, it's the Gators, Florida, uh, the number four seed uh, facing Eastern Tennessee State University, the number 13 seed. 
Now, the Gators are 24-8, and eight, had a fine season, but they did lose three of their last four. Their ranking dropped to 20th in the nation, and a lot of people are predicting them to be a likely upset first-round victim. Well, I certainly hope not. In the meantime, uh, the West regional games being played in Orlando include number 6 Maryland versus number 11 Xavier. That's, uh, I believe, around 6 o'clock tonight. A lot of this is based on how long these games schedule, so these times are kind of approximate. Sure. Uh, Florida State ranked, uh, which is seated third, uh, faces number 14 Florida Gulf Coast University. Seminoles 25-8, and eight, very similar to the Gators' record, but they uh, won four of their last six and are ranked 16th in the country. Uh, talking again about the Gators game, uh, we will carry that right here on WFLA. Uh, the game is scheduled to tip off at 310. Pre-game is scheduled to start at 230. What about the Rush fans, though? They want to catch Rush. That's the number one story here. The, <laughs> it is. The, uh, you know, for me, you know, being such a ditto head, oh, yeah. y- you, you, like me, can catch the final half hour of Rush's show by listening on <laughs> iHeartRadio. Download the iHeartRadio app, and you'll be good to go with Rush. All right, and just down the road in Bay Hill, it's the first uh, for pro golf fans, Arnold Palmer Invitational without Arnie, a presence. You know, it's hard to underestimate the impact that Arnold Palmer has had on this community. No doubt. Uh, when he, You know, for years we had, uh, starting in the mid-60s, we had the Florida Citrus Open, which was kind of a minor golf tournament on the PGA Tour. Arnold comes in. Starts the Bay Hill, I guess it was the Bay Hill Classic, right. which was what it was initially named. And with his power and his relations with other golfers, he brings in the biggest stars in golf year after year. Yep. Starting in 1979, uh, Bob Bynum was the first winner of a Bay Hill Invitational under Arnold Palmer. And uh, it has just gotten bigger and bigger ever since. And, of course, Arnold uh, and his wife Winnie with the hospitals downtown, oh, yes. I mean... Uh, just an incredible force in this community. I'd say maybe second only to Disney. I think you may well be right. And at age 87, we uh, we lost uh, Arnie last uh, September, but he will be very much a presence down there at Bay Hill. And all the big names are turning out in his honor to the Arnold Palmer Invitational. That's right. Chili tee off this morning, right? Yep, that's right. Uh, yep. They teed off uh, around about an hour ago. Good. Uh, the uh, defending champ is... Uh, Jason Day, he's teeing off right about now, and uh, so they're underway. Good stuff. Alan, thank you so much for coming by. Hey, anytime. I do appreciate it. And in an extended interview from which I play an excerpt right now, Orlando Police Chief John Mina joined me from a police conference in the Middle East in Dubai earlier this morning to react to that stunning news from the new state attorney, Aramis Ayala. Chief, thank you very much for joining us from so far away uh, and I would like to know, now that you've had uh, an opportunity to reflect on this decision, uh, what is your reaction this morning? No death penalty for Markeith Lloyd. It's an outrage to me. What about to you? Oh, it's definitely an outrage, but I'm, and I'm still seething uh, several hours later. Um, you know, if there was any, if there was a case uh, for death penalty, this is the case. You know, he killed his uh, unborn child and his girlfriend, you know, gunned down. Uh, Lieutenant Deborah Clayton in broad daylight, and 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 mind you, I just want to remind people that she was laying on the ground, defenseless and helpless, when he stood over her and fired several shots, mm. execution style. Uh, I think that's important to remember. The you know a life in prison is not is that disproportionate um, for the seriousness of this case. This, this is a death penalty case, and we should let the jury decide that. 
not one person. We agree 1,000%. My understanding is that you've had an opportunity to speak at least briefly with um, State Attorney Aramis Ayala. Did she explain and defend this decision to you? Uh, so she had called me, and obviously it was the middle of the night here, so I didn't have the opportunity to answer. I did call her back first thing when I woke up, and uh, it was a very short conversation. I, she told me that she, they were not pursuing. I told her I strongly uh, disagreed and that she said she wanted to um, you sit down with me and kind of go over it point by point, and I can't imagine anything that she's going to say that's going to uh, change, me mind, change my mind or, or make me um, you know, see the, her side. Now, but I will listen. When she um, defeated Jeff Ashton uh, for this office in the election last year, I mean, she's on record as being vehemently um, uh, anti-death penalty. Did you see this coming? Did you worry that that is how this would play out under uh, the uh, leadership of the state attorney's office of the new state attorney, Aramis Ayala? Uh, I can say, honestly, I don't even remember um, that of the campaign, but... Um, in no way would I ever thought that, um, you know, her, her feelings about the death penalty would affect a case like this. You know, like I said, you know, a cop killer who basically, uh, you know, held this community at bay for over a week. Uh, you know, the community was scared. They were fearful of this person, and rightly so. Um, and like I said, this, if, if there was any a case to, for death penalty, this is the case. Chief Meaner from overseas, live with us in our 7 o'clock hour. Short excerpt, the entire interview is on the website at 1025wfla.com. Yaffe, you got your primetime Beyond Reason show tonight, and I know this topic will come up. Yeah, and apparently, like you said, there's supposed to be a press conference from Iowa today, so um, I'll definitely cover what she said. Can't wait for her to defend the indefensible. I think people will be up in arms. That'll do it for Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. For Deb, Yaffe, Bryce, and the whole team, the Budman here, thanks for a great show. Uh, we're already fired up for Friday morning. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 6. Until then, have a great day. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.